Good morning, church. How y'all doing today? Y'all having a great morning this morning? Come on, let's just thank God. I'm so excited to be with you here at Bridge City Church, North Braddock. Come on, one church, four locations. Come on, it's so exciting. Wow, here we are. Come on, do you hear what I hear? How many of y'all are familiar with that song? Y'all familiar? Do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see? And, and this is a series we're in. Next week, we have a special treat for you that all the kids in the church are going to come up here and they're going to sing the song up front uh, for you next week. And it's going to be filled with cute factor. Come on. But until then, you got me. Come on there. Come on. Yeah, this song, um, in, written in 1962, which how many of you realize that's not so long ago? <laughs> yeah, I, I see those hands, come on. <laughs> and, um, and it was written at a time of turmoil in our country, uh, a, a threatened uh, of, of being attacked, threatened of being overtaken here uh, with nuclear missiles there. And it was written in a time with our country to point us back to Jesus. And I think that's really, really important. And I, I think that we live in a day and age right now where we could use a, a little pointing back to Jesus. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, you live where I do. And so no matter if it's internationally or nationally things are going on, um, how many of you also know that December has its own challenges? There's no other month in the year that has as many expectations as December has. I mean, yeah, there's summer, there's vacation, uh, um, there's January. Everybody looks forward to what we normally do as a church, prayer and fasting. Everybody loves that. I know you can't wait. And, um, and uh, there's prayer and fasting, and there's Easter and Mother's Day. There's some, there's some cool things that happen throughout the year. But December has a whole different, a whole different set of expectations, when you say December, I don't know what comes to your mind, but maybe here's a couple. How, about, how many of you all think of stress? Yeah, end of year budgets, presents, parties, cookies. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's all these things that, that like kind of December has, and then, oh yeah, then there's Jesus. It's kind of at the end of the month, it's tucked away in the midst of all this stuff we got to do. And so no matter today if, if maybe, maybe you're, you're thinking about like just the world and the chaos in our world, or if you're thinking about maybe your own life and maybe expectations, or maybe things are really doing good, or maybe things could be doing better, or maybe everywhere in between, we all need to be reoriented to Jesus. We really, really do. And that's what this do you hear what I hear is all about. You know why? Because it's all about faith. Faith. And there are times in our faith where we just can't see. So what do you do in times where you just can't see? Now there's these things, I don't know if, you ever, if you're familiar with them. They're auto stereograms. And the picture looks a little like this. If you could give me that picture there. This is what they look like. Have you ever seen one of these? Now, I, you'll go somewhere and they, somebody always gives you this picture and they'll say, stare at this picture and tell me what you see. I could stare at that all day long and I'm, all I see is a bunch of dots and, and colors on there. How many are with me there? 
I know what everybody says. Everybody says, you got to look through it. And then you can see it. And I'm like, I've tried looking through it. I still can't see it. I've been staring at this for a couple days now, and I still can't tell you what's on there. But sometimes, this is what our relationship with God looks like. We know there's a picture in there somewhere. And we know we're supposed to see something, but we just can't see it. I want to see it. I, I really, I'm, not, I'm trying to see it because we're trying to see God. We're trying to experience God, but we're staring at it and we just can't see it. Is anybody with me? Yeah. I mean, what do you do those times where you're trying to see God, but you can't see God? What do you do? What do you do here? And, and so here, here's the big idea. You ready for the big idea today? Here it is. The big idea. The big idea. Here it is. Here it is. We, we see the, we, to see the Christmas story with faith, we need these three things. We need these three things here through eyes of faith. We need to hear, believe, and obey. Now, we're going to say these things, three things out loud. You're going to help me here. Number one, here we go. Hear, believe, obey. This, my friends, is faith. This is the easiest way I can explain faith to you. No, really, this is faith. We hear something, we believe it, we obey it. This is how we define faith. I mean, even with kids, and we just did a child dedication here, what do we want to teach our, our kids? We want them to hear God, right? We want them to believe it, and we want them to obey the first time. <laughs> that, that got you. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so here it is. This is what faith is. Now, hearing and believing gives us hope, but when, but when obedience kicks in, that's where it turns to faith. You see, we all want hope in our lives, but we hear something where we read it, and then we, we have to choose to believe it, and then we, we, we got to obey it. And as we look at today's story with the, with the wise men, and we're going to take a look at the wise men in, in, in Matthew chapter 2, and, and we're going to take a, take a look at faith and, and, and the faith walk that they had there and how important this is. Now, before we go there, I'm going to give you a scripture for faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, what are we hoping for? What we've heard or what we've read in the Bible, right? And then what we believe. But then faith is when it's the evidence of the things not seen. That requires action. Faith isn't faith until it's acted upon. And I'm so thankful that we have faith in Jesus. Isn't that cool? So here we go. We're going to go to Matthew. Matthew here in, in chapter 2, and we're going to go through about 11 verses this morning, and we're just going to take a fresh look at the wise men. But before I do, as you're turning there, as you're, you're, you're looking, you're getting your notes out to take, I just want to say how, how thankful I am to be here, as always, Pastor John and Christine and the whole leadership team here, Pastor Ben and Melanie are here, and all the rest of the team. Y'all are doing a great job, and it's so, so good to be here this morning. I just want to say thank you, thank you. You guys are awesome and um, so, so cool. And so 
here we go, the wise men. Now, how many of you have ever heard the story about the wise men? The wise guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, here we go. And so we're going to pick it up in Matthew chapter 2, and it says Jesus was born in Judea. So it's after he was born. During the reign of King Herod, about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem. And they were asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to, what did they come to do? What did they come to do? Worship him. What did we come here today to do? To, yeah, come on. We came here because there was a sign of some sort, and we said, I'm, I'm going to go, I want to worship him here. Now, who were these wise men? What are they doing? Now, the, the, many translations in your Bible refer to them as magi. They were, they were astrologers. They studied. They were very intellectual, and they were very wealthy. I just want to point out a few things about intellect. When we become followers of Jesus, we do not check our intellect at the door. See, man, I hear this a lot from people. To be, a, to be a follower of Christ, you have to shut your mind off. Nothing could be further from the truth. We serve a God who's very reasonable. He, he, you, when you study it out, it makes sense. It really, really does. The, the whole story makes sense. As a matter of fact, people come to me and say, I just don't believe it. And this is what I tell people. Maybe you're here today, and you came to prove that the gospel is wrong and it doesn't work. This is what I want to tell you. Go ahead and prove it wrong. Do you know what happens to almost everybody that tries to prove it wrong? They become the most adamant apologists on the planet. Because there's so much evidence that goes into this. This is not a blind faith. This is a faith in a real God that's still alive and still well. Christmas is a time for faith. Now, I'm not saying we don't have crises of faith, right? But this is a time of great faith. And so these magi, and here they are, they're traveling here, and, 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 they're, and they're traveling at night. And many times when we're following God, we feel like it's at night. It's dark. To see a star, it needs to be dark. <laughs> Write that down. That was good. And, and see, sometimes we feel like we're in the middle of the night, we're in the middle of darkness and confusion, but in the midst of that, God gives us a star. He gives us something to follow. And so they studied, and they were traveling, and they would have been traveling in a big, big company. Now, many of us, because when we set up our little manger scenes at home, there's, all, there's three wise men. Well, that's just the three that got to present the gifts. There were a whole bunch behind them. Okay, you don't, and, and then they really weren't when Jesus, and I'm going to get to this later, they weren't when Jesus was just a baby just born. That, they came later. And so we think there's just three, but really there was a big company of them. And they traveled, some, some scholars say they traveled 900 miles. And, and you know from your manger scene they rode camels. Does that sound good to you? The first thing I'd be doing when I got to Jerusalem is I'd be looking for a chiropractor. Come on, somebody. That, I'd be like, but I know there's a Jesus here, but I need me a chiropractor. Come on. I need to adjust it here. Come on. 
And, and, and so, we, so, so they're on their way here. They're traveling all this way. And I want to point this out. Faith is a journey. See, we want it like a Hallmark movie. We want the warm, mushy-gushy, and like we kind of know everything that's going to happen. I like Hallmark movies. I tell my wife all the time, I'm going to watch all of them. And then all the way through the movie, I always tell her, I said, I don't know, you think they're going to get together? I don't know. <laughs> Something's going wrong. I don't know, I think he's leaving town. I don't know. <laughs> and he always comes back. Come on. Dude, come on. And, and we, we want life like a Hallmark movie. We want it all neat and clean, and we want to know everything's perfect. How many of y'all know that sometimes faith, the faith journey's messy? Because we live in a messy world. And so, and so we want it nice and easy. And, and, and think about this. The wise men, as they're traveling in a faith journey, do y'all, do y'all remember the shepherds? Remember Mary? They got an angel. They get an angel. They got Gabriel. The ultimate man dude. They get an angel. And, and if you knew the whole story, you're just traveling along on your way to see Jesus, and you're like, they got an angel. All I get's a star. See, many people here today, you're sitting here thinking, you, know, you never had an angel. And everybody else, does, don't, they, don't all the, the Marys in your life and all the shepherds in your life that get the angel, don't they irritate you? Yeah, we're just, we're just going along the journey trying to find Jesus on a camel for months and months and months and months. And they, just in one swoop, the angels are just out doing their own thing, and the, and the shepherds are out doing their own thing, and an angel shows up. Mary just, you know, an angel shows up, blessed and highly favored. Come on, don't you? There's that person in church that always gets the angel. I'll give you blessed and highly favored. So for all of you out there that never had an angel, this story's for you. Come on, come on, because like we're trying to figure it out. But they had a star. That's what they did have. And that's what they, that's what they did. And, 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 and they were studiers. Come on, and they had a road map. How many of y'all remember old roadmaps like you actually had on paper? How many of y'all remember that? Come on, yeah, that's right. That's how they used to travel. That's right, roadmaps. Not these things that just tell you, turn right here. You know, next stop sign, turn left. You just go your own way. Eventually that thing will recalculate. Come on, somebody. <laughs> But the roadmaps, you know what this Bible is? This Bible's a roadmap. And if we don't see the signs, and if we don't see what God's doing, it's confusing. See, we want to just come and hear just a simple go do this, and then we ponder whether we should do it. Rather, this is an adventure waiting to be had. 
And you got to read the signs because the signs will tell us where to go, how to go, when to go. Come on, somebody. Aren't you thankful for the roadmap? I'm thankful for it. This is what this really is. And see, these, these astrologers, these wise men, that's what they had was a roadmap. That's what, that's what they needed there. That, that's what they wanted here. Why? Because in First Chronicles, and this is what God wants us to be here. In First Chronicles uh, 12, these men understood the signs of the times and they knew what actions to take. Do you know what, know what many of you came here for today and many people that work with you or, or, or live in your neighborhood, you know what they're looking for? They're looking for the signs of the times and they're waiting for, you, for somebody that can interpret it for them. We know what to do. There's, it's a star, and, and we're following it, and we're, and we're on our way to see Jesus. And it's a faith journey. It's a long journey. But what do we do when we can't see? And, and on your seats right here, I, there, there were invitations on your seats here. And, and it's for our candlelight here. And it's um, December 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve, 6.30, right here. And um, I want you to take this. Do you, know, do you know what this card is? This isn't just a card. This is a star. This is a sign to somebody. Do you know why? Because there's people that are here today and there's people in your world that they're not, they don't know that they're lost, but they know that they're hurting. There's people in this room right now. Maybe that irritates you, that whole thing about being lost. But you know what we can all relate to is hurting. And this is a star for those who are looking for something and they may be hurting and, and, and they're far from God or maybe they need to see God fresh. And so, so, what, so wouldn't it be good to give them a star, give them a sign that God still cares? No, wouldn't it be good to give somebody an invitation and just say, God cares, he knows. That's what this invitation is. So let's see, no invitations in this, in this, in, in, on, that, on the seats when we're done today. As a matter of fact, if your neighbor starts collecting too many of them, just grab one off. Say, you can't have all those. Come on. Because this is a star. This is a sign that's taking us somewhere. That's what this is about. So Matthew chapter 2, verse 3, King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this. He, as was everyone in Jerusalem, he called a meeting, leading priest. That's what he did. And teachers of religious law, where is this Messiah supposed to be born? King Herod was disturbed. Let me just tell you this. News of Jesus disturbs people, especially political people like Herod the Great was. Later on, we're going to see that King Herod, in, in verse 16, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get there, but he had all the little boys killed because he wanted to do away with Jesus. And we live in a culture where our political system is trying to destroy the image of Jesus. Are you seeing the signs of the times? So we have to be more clear in what we do believe than ever before. That's what the point is. And so we gotta be clear because King Herod, see, see some people are disturbed and even the religious leaders, and we're going to see their response in a few minutes. But do you know the, 
The Christmas story, and many of you here today, how many of you have heard this Christmas story at least 20 times in your life? I know what you're thinking, not another one. No, it never gets old when we listen from the point of hearing, believing, and obeying. See, See, that's what we have to hear it through. And then it never gets old. The only time it just becomes mundane is when our faith gets stale because this is that happiest time of year. Are you with me? But we have to remind ourselves of why. Why is it that? Even when it doesn't feel like that all the time. See, when we encounter something, we we have a challenge and a choice. We're going to keep saying this because we have a challenge in faith. See, when when my faith is, my faith, I hear something, I'm challenged. Am I going to really believe what I just heard? And am I going to obey? And I have to make a choice to obey. Is this really God or not? So every time I'm confronted in my faith, comes with a challenge and a choice. The wise men were, they, they studied and they, and they saw something here in, in, in verse five and six. And, and so King Herod asked the religious leaders and this is what they said. They said, oh, the Messiah is gonna be born in Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. Oh, you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Now, isn't it interesting that the religious leaders knew the facts, but they missed the experience? See, many times we can know the facts about something. We can know the information, but we miss the experience of Jesus. I don't want to miss the experience of Jesus. How about you? And see, that's why we're here, because something deep inside of us is craving for a relationship with a living God. That's why we're here. We, we, we know something's, something's not right here. And so I believe that the, the wise men, that, that uh, there were several places in the Old Testament, the first two-thirds, Micah 5.2 and Daniel 9 and Numbers 24, and they were reading the word, and it created more curiosity. See, when we read the word, it's like hearing something, and then we have to choose, are we going to believe this word or not? Do you know why you love coming here? Do you know why you love coming to Bridge City Church? It's not only the great, awesome worship team. It's not only all the ministers that are ministering to kids and students and all that, although they're really, really good. Come on. It's not only because of the awesome preaching. Yeah. You know why? When we encounter this book, something gets ignited in our heart. It's the book that ignites our heart, doesn't it? This ignites me. And, and yes, how many of you feel challenged when you encounter the book? And then we have to make a choice. We get to make a choice. Am I going to believe it or not? Oh my goodness, this is so important. 
And so the word of God, and there's signs pointing. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing the word of God. So we can know the information, but miss Jesus' birth. Matthew 2, verse 7 Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Remember, they traveled for months here. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can worship him too. Now, that was not Herod. That's not the end of the story there. I told you, he had had all the babies killed because he wanted to destroy the image of Jesus. He wanted to destroy Jesus. He wanted to kill him. I'm telling you, our culture right now is doing everything possible to destroy Jesus. This is the world which we live. This is why we got to get back to, do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see? It's a child, a child. Come on. This is what it's about. It's reorienting us. It's renewing us. It's re-energizing us. Can you feel it? It's the word of God coming alive here. See, we will either see Jesus' birth as a threat to our greatness or an answer to our deepest need. Herod saw Jesus as a threat to his greatness. Because none of us are as great as we are in our own eyes. How do we see Jesus? How do we encounter him here? This is it. Is he a redeeming king or not here? But isn't it interesting that Herod called for a private meeting? Herod said, come here. Do you know... We're all going to have people in our lives when we hear and read and when we believe and we obey that are going to try to derail us, detain us, get us off track. And we got to decide, is this person helping me along or not? Are you with me? That's what we have to see here. In verse 9, after this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to... Come on, guided them to? And it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with? Yeah! That's why that invitation that you have is a sign of joy. It's like, you gotta come with me. You gotta meet this Jesus, he's so cool. This is what it's about, are you with me? This is absolutely wonderful here. So what we see here is, is, is there was a calm delight, there was a gladness, as it was if the favor of God was upon them. Because they saw the star, they saw a sign. Have you ever traveled like, like, on a, like maybe a, a six, 10 hour trip outside of Pittsburgh? Have you ever traveled in a car? And then when you're getting close, isn't it beautiful, you're coming down the turnpike and you see Monroeville, next exit. Oh, it's a time of rejoicing. Come on. You got to see the signs. Welcome home. See, you think you came to a church, church service today. Nuh-uh, we came welcome home. 
That's right. Come on, somebody. If you're looking for a star, it's right up there. It's over where Jesus is. Come on. That's what this is about here. But there are obstacles to our faith. Are you with me? Here's the obstacles of our faith. Here they are. First of all, the journey is long and hard. Remember, not everybody gets the angels. Personally, have you ever, I never, in all the manger scenes I've ever seen, I've never seen a wise man smile. No, they look so serious. Don't they? I told you it was from the camel trip. I'm telling you. And what I'm also trying to tell you, some of you are, listen to me, some of you are wondering where all the emotion is at. And you're wondering why you're not as emotional as other people? Don't make fun of them. Just realize that the wise men followed the truth of the word of God, and they didn't look emotional, but they still worshiped. The goal isn't to get emotional. The goal is to get to Jesus and worship him. Now, that's said from somebody who likes it loud and wild. Come on, somebody. Come on. But what I'm trying to say is to all my, the men out there, sometimes it feels like I'm not, I'm not getting it. No, we still have a sign. We still have the word of God. And we will still worship as men of God. Are you with me? We still learn how to do that. But so the journey's hard. The next, the next obstacle is education. We live in an education system that's trying to explain away Jesus all the time. And education is getting in the way of faith right now. Education and intellect are getting in the way when really they should confirm our faith, not, sw- not pull us away. Next is, is religion. We go to religious leaders just like the wise men did because they read, they heard, they believed, they obeyed. They're trying to find Jesus here. It's a long journey. They had to press past their education and use it to find Jesus and then they did, but, they, but there were religious leaders that just knew information. And, and every now and then we get hurt. From, somebody with good intentions, religious, religious hurts us. But we've got to press past that. And then the last obstacle is people get in the way. We have a, a King Herod in our life that gets in the way with us and Jesus. And if we want to experience him, we've got to press past all these things. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what obstacle you have in your life, but I'm telling you, if just like the wise men, if we can press past with hearing, believing, and obeying, just like the wise men, we're gonna find Jesus. But sometimes we just can't believe it. And sometimes I have trouble believing it. It was a couple weeks ago, it was just last month, and Natalie and I were driving down to go to the White Oak campus. I'm preaching there that day. And, and, and that's a big deal. It's not because I'm there. It's because the Word of God is a big deal. You don't think I know what's riding on this right now? It's not what you think of me. It's what you think about God. And it's your faith that's riding on this. And I'm riding in there, and I'm in the car, and I'm struggling. I just couldn't see it. I was doubting myself. I was doubting what I, I had to say. I was doubting it all over the place. And I looked, looked at Natalie and said, babe, I'm struggling. I'm just not, I'm not like kind of feeling it. I'm just really doubting everything. I'm, I'm not sure what God can do or will do. 
I'm not sure he can use me today. I was, I was really doubting. And I'm just so thankful. She, she looked over at me in the car, and she didn't say, you know, come on, suck it up and get better. She didn't. She looked at me, and she said, you're a man of God, and God called you to do this, and you have a word in your heart. And she began speaking redemptively to me. You know what? I couldn't see it, but she could. And there are times in our life, just like Joseph and Mary on their trip, and just like Rick and Natalie in their faith journey, we doubt one another and say, I can't see it. Can you see it? And there's times when Natalie comes to me and says, I just can't hear it. Can you hear it? I'm not sure, but together we're going to figure this thing out and we're going to encourage one another because I don't know if you heard what I heard or you see what I see, but we're going to move on in this faith journey beyond our obstacles. And there are people here today that obstacles have derailed you. There's people in this room right now, maybe one of those obstacles are in your life right now. And I just want to speak to you right now that God's a God of the second chance. He's the God of the clean slate. He's the God of redemption. My friends, that's the Christmas story. And I don't know where you are with God. I don't know what obstacles keeping you away or holding you back or maybe not enough money or not enough time or no expectations or not enough of this. I don't know what you're struggling with, but I know this. God's a God of redemption. And he's saying to you today, come on, I'm here today to say, do you see what I see? I see a people that have been redeemed. I see a people that hear what God hears and and knows what he knows. Are you with me? That's what I see in you. Are there times we doubt it? That's why we're together. I can, listen to me, I can only wonder if the wise men in this long months and months and months trekking, I, could you imagine, they're all looking at the star, they're studying, do you see what I see? This is kind of what small groups are all about. You kind of get together and say, do you see what I see in the word? I don't know, I don't think I see it, but do you see it? Okay, we see it. I just wonder if every now and then they looked at one another and said, do you see what I see? Yeah, it's up there. Okay, and they kept going. And, then, the, and then, then wise man number one says to number two, do you see what I see? And number two says, I can't see it. But oh yeah, now I see it. And then wise man number three says to number two, I can't see it. And number two encourages him. Because there's always times in our life where we can't see and can't see and can't hear and can't hear. That's why we need one another. Can you see it? Can you hear it? I'm so thankful Natalie helped me here. She helped me see something I couldn't see on my own. I'm so thankful for the people in my life that helped me see this, the adventure of this book, even when I can't see it. And I can't hear it. I got to tune my ears to heaven and, to, and tune into him. Faith. That's why we need others going in the same direction, not derailing us some other direction. You've got to ask, some of y'all have people in your life right now that are toxic. They're leading you in a different direction. They're causing nothing but doubt, causing nothing but fear, causing nothing but frustration. And you're wondering why you're frustrated with your faith. Because they're having more of an effect on you than you're having on them. You've got to get with some wise men that are going in the same direction.
we're going in the same direction. Does that mean everything's perfect? Nope, long journey. Got to overcome education, religion, and people that are in our way. Are you with me? And then verse 11, they entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary. And they bowed down and worshiped him. And then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense. And wait, there's myrrh? I thought that was good. I don't know how to recover from that. I, I'm trying. They saw, they looked upon, they experienced Jesus. Because at the end of faith, we see Jesus. And the natural response, the natural response is to bow down and offer him everything. journey's long, but it's worth it when we find him. Five years ago, I was, um, I, I got a damaged nerve, and I basically lost the right half, bottom half of my right lung that wasn't functioning. Just walking up the steps and walking down the hall was almost more than I could do. went to the doctors and went to the doctors and finally at one point they just said this is as good as it gets for you and I just said I'm going to keep worshiping Jesus for as long as I have breath he's going to have every one of them and now I'd sing and get short of breath I'd preach and I'd have to sit down because I was so dizzy I literally was just so dizzy and um, six months checkup and then a year and then 18 months, and this is as good as it gets. And something happened after the, after the second year. I went in to get, get tested, and, and they did all these lung tests and x-rays, and the doctor said, these are all wrong. You have to get them again. And he sent me back downstairs, and I had to, I was, my first question was, you're not going to charge me for these again, right? I mean, that was my first question. Okay, that was my first response. And, and he goes, no, 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 something's wrong. So he, he came back, and he looked at him. He goes, you aren't going to believe this. He says, but your lung completely came back. It regenerated. And then he said something to me. He said, this is just short of a miracle. I had two doctors tell me this. And I said, excuse me, doc, what would make it a miracle? I, I, I said, what would make it that? I'm just curious. He goes, well, I knew it was going to happen. I said, that's not what you told me. <laughs> that's not what you told me because you told me it was never coming back. He goes, well, it can. The journey was long. It was a two-year journey. And there was no promises of getting my lung back, but I said, I'm going to praise God. And I had to overcome the doctors in education. And I had to overcome even my religious hurts because I kept asking God to heal me, and it didn't happen. 
And I had to overcome people who doubted and people who said, stop praying and stop believing. I had to overcome all those things. But at the end of it, I found Jesus. And my lung is still working good. I don't know where you are today and where you and Jesus are. Now they entered the house and it was a long journey. And they worshiped him and they were filled with joy because of the star. They heard, they believed, they obeyed. They found him. If dependency on God is the goal, then weakness is the advantage. Let's not hide our weakness. Let's reveal it and allow God to make it a strength. I don't know about you, but this is what I'm doing right now. I've been spending a lot of time and, I'm, and, I, and I'm, I decided I'm gonna magnify Jesus this December. Now, I, I don't normally listen to Christmas music until right, up, right, right before, right before, like right before Christmas. And, and last night we're on our way home. I said, I'm gonna listen to Christmas music every day. Not because I don't like it. I just save it for that couple days before. So I decided I'm gonna magnify every little thing about God that I can brag on. You know what's the difference between a good Christmas and a bad one? What you're gonna magnify. Are you gonna magnify all the negative or are you gonna magnify how great God is? Are we gonna magnify all my obstacles? Oh, there's an obstacle. Or are we gonna magnify my God is good? Come on, we gotta choose. What, what song have you been listening to? And what song is killing your faith and what one's building your faith? Come on, am I in the right place today to magnify Jesus? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm gonna do. If you heard something in your heart today that was helpful, I just want you to stand to your feet right now. If you heard anything that was helpful, anything to help build your faith, anything that's gonna help you right now, this is what I'm gonna do right now. I'm gonna pray for you. If you heard something that's helpful, how many of you are gonna change the station in your life? How many of you are gonna change it? You're gonna start magnifying God. Come on, how many of y'all can find something positive every day you're gonna say? Come on, you're gonna hear that with good intentions. You're gonna look for all the goodness of God or you're not gonna magnify those obstacles anymore. Am I, am I with the right people right now? Come on, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to take my next step of faith. And there's this verse, I'm going to pray it over you right now, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you would know the full hope of your calling. And this is the prayer of my mom. My mom just celebrated her 90th birthday. She prayed, she prayed this prayer over me almost every night of my life. I remember my mom coming in and sitting on my bed and she would pray this prayer. Do you know why I'm standing here right now? It was the prayer of my mama on that bed right there. All those nights, she probably didn't feel like it. She wasn't feeling it. She was tired. She was like that snotty kid. I'm tired of him. But she went in anyhow, and she knelt down and she prayed. Are you with me right now? See, God can do, and he will do, and we will find him. But we got to press past our own stuff. God, I pray for every person right now, Lord God. I pray, God, that you would open the eyes of our hearts that we would know the full hope of our calling, Lord God. Help us, God, in this room. Help us, God, see you and know you in a fresh way that we would hear, believe, and obey in Jesus' name. Listen, if you are here today, I wanna ask you a serious question. If you don't have a day, a moment, or a time when you transferred faith of your life onto Jesus, you came to the right place because that's why God put this church on the planet. 
for you and for this moment. Or maybe you've been letting obstacles get the best of you, but you're here today to say, you know what? I'm, I'm back with Jesus today. I need, I need Jesus Christ to be the center of my life. I want Jesus Christ to come in and open my heart once again that I may see him and know him. And if you're here today and you would like to make a decision to be a Christ follower, you heard it, now you gotta believe it, and now the chance to obey it. If that's you right now, gotta pray for every person in this room right now. Lord God, that's struggling, that has obstacles, that has pain, Lord God, but really what they want more than anything is to know you. So God, I ask you right now in this moment, Lord God, right now in this moment, Lord God, use this moment for them and for you, God. And if that's you right now in this moment and you'd like to be a Jesus follower, transfer your faith to Jesus right now and say, God, I want Jesus in my heart this Christmas. I want Jesus in my life. This is what I want you to do. I want to pray for you. Just lift up your hand right where you are. Say, say, Pastor, that's me. Come on, thank you. Anybody, come on. Anybody here today just saying, I just got to have Jesus Christ today. Come on, today is my day. Anybody at all here today, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. God, I pray, Father, that this, that Bridge City Church, Lord God, North Braddock, Lord God, would continue, Father, to see many, many people become Jesus followers. Lord God, that this house would be filled with those struggling with their faith at one time, but finding faith in Christ in this house, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, let's give God a great big hand. You can be seated. Be seated. Pastor John, come on up and close us up here.